Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. And now, ladies and gentlemen, this is Learn to Kick Fear with Love. Take Learn how internet marketers, real estate investors, and other entrepreneurs are overcoming their fears and making it happen and being successful. You know she's got the 411. It's time to kick those fears to the curb with love right now. Right now. Right now. What's going on, everybody? Thank you again so much for listening to another wonderful episode of the Take Action Real Estate Investing Show with me, with your girl, Lo. Man, I'm so excited. I have another special guest that I'm going to be interviewing today. But before I get her on and introduce her, I just want to thank you guys again for listening in, tuning in, liking, sharing. I really appreciate it. I appreciate your feedback. Let me know what you like. Let me know what sucks. Let, let me know, you know, any guests that you want me to have. I really appreciate the feedback. So I just want to continue to, uh, to share that with you guys, okay? I appreciate you. So now the special guest that we have, her name is Aisha Selden. Now, this young lady, I, I met her on Instagram. So we haven't even met in real life. We have met on Instagram maybe about a year ago. Um, several things that I, I loved about her when I started following her is that, number one, uh, she's an entrepreneur. So she loves real estate. So she is an investor. Uh, but also, uh, she's funny. So uh, I, I actually shared with her that, you know, some days when I'm having rough days or, you know, just got a lot going on and, and I need to pick them up, I'll, I'll go to her uh, Instagram profile and just kind of check out what she has on there. And nine times out of ten, it's something that she's posted that's funny <laughs> in addition to real estate investing. So, um, but without further delay, um, I want to introduce Aisha Selden. Aisha, thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, to be on my, my show today and to, to share uh, with, with my followers and audience what you have going on. And, man, you, you are doing some awesome things. So, Aisha, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Lo. I'm glad to be here. Um, I actually really like doing these things because, um, as I mentioned to you before, I run a full-time business. I actually have a franchise outside of real estate. So <clears throat> whenever I get the opportunity to give back by doing these things, I love doing these calls because, you know, people ask me all the time, people inbox me on social media, like, you know, can, can you mentor me? And, and it's really hard for me to 
run my franchise, run real estate, and do mentoring on the side. So I really like to do this stuff because it gives me a broader opportunity to reach people and teach people how I, you know, how I built uh, my real estate portfolio and hopefully it impacts and um, gives somebody else the opportunity to learn how to build their own portfolio or expand their current portfolio. Absolutely, and I truly, truly believe that it will. I, I really do. And there's so many things in what you just said that I want to talk about. Um, one of the things I, I want you to share is a little bit about yourself, because you did say, and I hope those that you're listening are listening to what she said, uh, she's still working full time. And if you go on her Instagram, she's always sharing that she's closing another deal. So to me, that's, that's remarkable because, again, you're taking action. So if, if you don't mind, will you share a little bit about how you got involved in real estate investing? Yep. So my, um, my, in my professional life, um, I'm, a, I'm a financial planner. I'm a Series 7 licensed stockbroker. I'm a certified financial planner. I've been doing that now. It'll be 18 years with the same firm. In, um, in June, and I, I don't post a lot about financial planning or investments or stocks on my page because there are a lot of um, <clears throat> SEC and FINRA rules about posting uh, investment advice on social media, so I, I tend to shy away from my actual practice, but um, I say all that to say, by trade, I am an investor. Um, you know, it, it makes perfect sense for me to look at an opportunity and think, you know, what can my investment yield um, in, in, in anything? So be it a stock, be it a mutual fund, be it a bond. Uh, I personally believe, and you don't get this from very many trained stockbrokers, I personally think that real estate is the best, um, and by best I mean the safest risk-adjusted return investment. So I worked as a financial advisor. I started right out of college. I have a dual degree, dual degree in economics and, um, and marketing. So when I graduated, I came into, at the time, the firm was American Express Financial Advisor. So I started, um, worked as a couple of years as a, as a licensed broker, and real estate just made perfect sense for me. So my very first investment, uh, I think I was 24 or 25, um, I found a foreclosed building in Philadelphia, which is, um, which is where I was born and raised. I went to Temple University, so I grew up in Philadelphia, went to college in Philadelphia. Um, and that was the you know, one of the very first investments my, I made. I was you know, buying mutual funds, you know, obviously working in this business, but um, real estate just made perfect sense because at the end of the day, you know, for, for most major um, catastrophes in real estate, you can guard against. You know, it's, it's yeah. hard to guard against, you know, if you're, if you're investing in a stock, you have low to new control over, um, you know, what your investment is doing. In real estate, I just felt a little bit more in control. I have a brick. I can insure that brick um, against, you know, god-awful catastrophes. So real estate just made perfect sense to me. So I bought my first property in 2002. Um, it was a HUD property, single-family residence, uh, right in West Philly. And I actually still own that property today. Wow, that is fantastic. So if anybody has any questions whether real estate is good to invest in or not, simply go back and rewind what she just said and listen to that again. <laughs> so this is from someone that is, is, is trained and has the education, especially in finances, to understand the importance of it. So thank you for sharing that. Um, yep. I do want to ask you, so you are in the Philly market. Is that where you're buying all your properties in that area? Um, I, um, I got control issues, low. I do. I, um, 
you know, there's um, one of the neat things about my market is um, I can buy where I live. And not everyone can say that. You know, I've got a lot of, um, a good friend of mine lives out in the Bay Area. Um, it's, it's hard for someone who lives out in California or someone who lives in New York City or, you know, or any of the boroughs, I should say, uh, in New York. It's hard for them to be able to invest where they live. If I lived in um, Northern Cal or the L.A. area or if I lived in New York City, I would get over my control issues and, and find another market to invest in. Um, yeah. But the, the neat thing for me is that I don't have to. I can... Um, I own right now, I have 30 buildings, uh, some of which are multi-units, so um, I think I'm somewhere around, cl probably close to 40 actual units because I recently transitioned from single-family properties into uh, multi-families. Um, but all of them are, um, are in the Philly area. There's, I think, two, I have two in the suburbs, um, and I don't really like suburban markets too much. I prefer the inner city in Philly. Um, but yeah, they're all, they're all right here within a few miles of each other. That's great, and it's, it's funny that you said that you transitioned from single family to multifamily. That's actually what we've been doing over the last probably close to a year now. And uh, I, I do have a mentor that I'm working with that's here locally, and see, I'm in the, the Dallas Fort Worth market, so it's, it's a little bit different beast than it yep. is there. You know where, where you are. You know, just as far as the you know um, values and all that kind of stuff. The numbers are numbers, and the deal is a deal, right? Yep, absolutely, so, absolutely. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I, um, you know, the neat thing about Philly is, you know, from, and, and we're now starting to see a lot of um, New York money flood into our market because I think that it's finally starting to dawn on them. Like, you know, I'm, they're 90 minutes outside of Philly in New York and they can park their cash here and get a much higher return. But like you said, the numbers are the numbers. So yeah. regardless of what market you're in, if you can find an attractive, I typically measure cap rate. Um, the, ca the, the capitalization rate of, a, of an investment, that's how I typically determine whether or not an investment makes sense. Um, so the neat thing about Philly is I can get very attractive cap rates. My return is, is great right here in my market, and I'm a cash investor. So um, that's, what, you know, that's what makes sense to me. Ultimately, if I get priced out of a neighborhood, and it has happened, happened in Philly, I originally started investing very heavily in 2011, and um, the area I was investing in in South Philly really started to explode. So my numbers started to started to get much worse. So I had to go to a different you know pocket of Philly, and then when those numbers started to get really expensive, I had to move on to a different section of Philly. So you know, I say wherever you can find um, wherever you can find a deal that works for you, I'm always um, my my number one criteria uh, when I'm looking for an investment is how long will it take me to get my money back. Mm -hmm. um, and if the, if the answer to that question is five years or less, so I have a I have a twenty percent cap rate minimum. Uh, so if I can make my money back in five years or less, I'm certainly interested. Doesn't necessarily mean I'm 100% in, but uh, you know, it, it it at least piques my interest and sounds like it might be a good deal. Okay, so I've got several questions for you. One, you said that you prefer to be in uh, not to be in the suburbs, but in the inner city. Any particular yep. reason why? Or yeah, you'd like to share. You know, I think there are periods in history where, um, you know, there's a there's a migration in the city, out of the city, and, and vice versa. Um, you know, I can't speak for every market, but in the Philly market in particular, um, you know, because this wouldn't be the same response in Atlanta, for example, where, you know, no one really lives in the city of Atlanta. There's like six homeless people in the mayor. That's like, that's it in downtown Atlanta. 
um, everyone else chooses to live in, you know, the, the sub suburbs of Atlanta, Buckhead or Marietta or, you know, the surrounding areas. Philly, um, we saw a, a, a huge migration out of the city many years ago for a variety of different reasons, and now we're starting to see the exact opposite. Um, people are now wanting to, as baby boomers start to retire, their kids are um, going away to college, they're empty nesters, we're starting to see them transition or, you know, migrate out of the suburbs into the city. They want to be closer to restaurants, the arts, theater, they want to be in the city. So for me, um, there's just nothing in the suburbs for me. I've got two properties, one of which was actually a really good investment, one was a horrible investment, in fact, my worst investment ever. Um, that's that's in the suburbs and and you know not to say that every suburban investment is a bad one but I just personally feel like in Philly the opportunity is is in the city and quite frankly um, and I say this quite a bit I think the very the very best investments at least in Philly um, are in the hood so yeah. you know of course, um, you know, greater risk means greater return, but typically the very best investments are where some investors are just not willing to go. And even though, I, you know, I have my, I have my, um, you know, my limits, there are some hoods in Philly I won't even go into. Um, okay. But my very best returns, if I, you know, if I want a 25, 30% cap rate, it's, mm -hmm. everybody ain't willing to go there. Got you. And that, that was going to be my next question. So you're not afraid of going in the hood, in other words. You know, a lot of investors are. You know what? Um, you know, that's the beauty. And I, I grew up in Philly. I know Philly. Um, I got a, you know, I carry a 380. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> my kind of girl. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I, I'll, I'll make it do what it do. But, um, you know, again, there are certain parts of Philly that um, I, I, I won't invest in. It's just not worth it to me. There are parts of Philly um you know, we've got a we got a section of Philly called Tent City where I don't really care what the return is. I ain't going to Tent City, you know, sure. to, to to buy property. Um, but there are parts of Philly, and everywhere I go, someone else probably wouldn't feel safe. I feel I feel totally safe now. You know, again, I'm not um you know I'm not bopping around you know with a in a convertible and you know looking like you right. know I'm ready to get knocked over the head. Oh. Um, you know, I, I certainly make sure that I take precautions. I take my pickup truck. You know, I'm um, I'm observant. Wait a minute, hold, but on. Wait a minute, hold on. What kind of truck you got? We I talked to you about this. Remember, I inboxed you because I I spotted your oh, um. Yeah. You have the Frontier. I got I got a Frontier Nissan Frontier. Oh, I love my truck. You know what? Oh man, I, I I love you even more. That's right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Go ahead. I feel, right. Yeah. No, I feel um I feel most at home in my pickup truck. No. So yeah. I mean I um I um I. When, and, and, and keep in mind, um, you know, when I'm looking at buying a property, you know, I evaluate and I, I always say to myself, would a reasonable person live on this block with their family? Because at the same time, there's only, there's only but, you know, so many blocks in Philly that I'm going to invest in. Because if I, if I can't, if I'm on a block and I can't imagine a reasonable person living on this block, that means I'm going to have an unreasonable tenant, and I don't like dealing with unreasonable tenants because I, right. I also do all my own property management. So I need to make sure that, um, you know, the block that I'm on, I feel comfortable and safe. Someone else may not, but, you know, I feel comfortable and safe. I envision a reasonable person living on the block. Um, you know, what I typically like right now, I'm, I'm very big in the Temple Hospital, Temple Medical School area, so I'm normally looking for... You know, can I find a big employer around? Can I find a college or a university mm -hmm. that's nearby? So, you know, I've, I got 
There's there's some rhyme to my reason. I hear you. <laughs> no, that is great. Um, and it's, it's, it's a good stuff. So uh, that was going to be the next question. You you already answered it. Property management. You said you already have uh, a property management company that handles all your properties, which makes sense, correct? By property management company, that means me. Yeah. You know, I do I do I do all of my um I do all of my own um stuff. I don't um and and there are pros and cons of that. I think a lot about um because between my real estate partner and I, um, we probably have about sixty buildings together. Okay. So if and when we decide to sort of outsource um, our property management, it will actually be to someone that we hire full time who works for us to do all of our own property management. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's you know it's not cheap for for the two of us with sixty buildings to try to um, you know pay a property management company eight percent, ten percent. That's a, that's a lot of money. It is. Um, and quite frankly, we could pay someone a, a base salary to do all that stuff for us at a at a cost that would actually be less than the eight to ten percent we pay to a property management company. Got you. That makes sense. Okay, awesome. Now let's talk about marketing. This is probably the number one question I have gotten ever since I started this podcast yep. um, years ago. How do you find your leads? Um, you know, so I believe in casting a wide net. Um, and, and I do, um, one of the things that's interesting because people, you know, my real estate partner doesn't post as much as I post on social media. And sometimes people ask, like, why are you so active on social media? Um, and the number one reason why I'm so active on social media is because of marketing. Most of my deals, oddly enough, come into me through my DMs. Awesome. People constantly know, you know, I typically make sure that I post at least once a day if, you know, if not more frequent. Um, that I'm looking for deals. You know, they see the condition of the houses that I post, so they know Aisha is looking for properties. You know, my my, my page is actually my personal page, but it's probably 80% real estate. Um, you know, there are very few people who follow me or um, or know of me that, you know, don't know I'm not looking for real estate. It's constantly in my conversation. Um, people inbox me deals. I actually just changed my personal page to um, actually be a business page, so now people can email me directly from my Instagram page, and people now um, email me deals. So um, that's where most of my properties come from. Wholesalers are probably my um, my biggest market of, of where I get most of my deals from. Mm-hmm. So I've got a, hand, a handful of wholesalers um, that send me deals. There's a, a, a few of them specifically that I typically, um, I typically buy from because it's, it's important for us as buyers not to waste our time. Um, I get title insurance on 100% of the properties that I buy that is a non-negotiable for me. Yeah. Yep. Um, so it's, it's important to know your wholesalers because you've got some, some wholesalers where every deal they send you is some flim-flam and, you know, the, the, the title is clouded and you didn't spend $225 of your money, you know, researching a title. That's not going to come back clear. So I, I, I try to stick with a few wholesalers that I know are going to bring me good, clean titles. Um, but that's really where most of my deals come from. I used to buy a lot of um, tax lien sales at the Philadelphia mm-hmm. share, share Sale. Mm-hmm. Um, that that represented quite a bit of my portfolio, but you know, again, I'm always looking for you know where can I find where can I find good deals, and then when that gets saturated, I'll I'll move on to something else that's working for me. So we did right. um, we did tax lien auctions for quite some time until the room just exploded. I mean, now if I go to a tax lien auction, the room is you know twice as large as it used to be, and mm-hmm. the deals are going for you know if not double 
you know, close to double the prices that they used to go for when I was aggressively buying there. So, you know, I, I think it's important for us to not get caught up in the frenzy. You know, I'm always mindful of, you know, is a real estate bubble coming? Um, so, you know, most of, most of my deals are, you know, someone's DMing me, hey, my aunt's got a property, or it's a wholesaler saying, hey, I've got, you know, I've got a building that you may want to take a look at. Um, and I'm just making sure that it's got a clean title, and if I can get my 20% cap rate, I'm interested. You're good. That's perfect. Well, I'm glad you shared because I, I don't know how many times I've had to just, you know, reiterate, especially even to some of my, you know, private clients, you know, that I've worked with or students, you know, teaching in the business, you know, wholesaling from that aspect. I, you know, I tell them one of the, one of the things that they have to do, especially in, in this day and age, you have to, you have to be on social media. You have to be on Facebook. You have to be on Instagram. You have to let people know what you do. So by you yeah. sharing that, you get a lot of your deals. Instagram, you know, DMs, Facebook, whatever, that is gold. So I hope those of you are listening, you know, that motivates you. You know, for those of you that are kind of scared or shy away from social media, if you use it the right way, it could really change your business and, and your life. So also I wanted to ask you in that, you were talking about a real estate bubble. So with you being in the business as long as you have, what do you think? Uh, what, what have you been hearing or researching? What are your thoughts on that? You know, it's it's no one can ever tell you when um you know when when a bubble's about to burst and and right. it's funny because um you know people sell fear sells obviously um you know so you'll hear pundits on the news talking about we're in a bubble a stock market bubble or a real estate bubble you know whatever um you know I I tend to subscribe to the Warren Buffett philosophy of you know when the building's burning that's when you run in. Um, and when everyone's running in a building, that's when you run out. So, mm-hmm. you know, now that real estate, and, and as I mentioned earlier, if you guys didn't, um, if the listeners didn't catch that, I started aggressively buying in 2011. And if you recall, 2011 was, you know, right in the midst of the major financial crisis that we had. Right. So hardly anyone was really interested in buying real estate in 2011. Um, banks weren't really lending. So, you know, in, in my mind, I started thinking in 2011, okay, everyone's running out of the burning building. Now, you know, now's the best time for me to run it. And, and I scooped up um, some of the best deals of my portfolio uh, in 2011 and 2012 when most people weren't even interested in real estate. I also bought, you know, quite a few stocks that, you know, had the same story. But, um, so, you know, now that everyone's starting to get um, very interested in real estate, not to say that I'm not buying, I'm just being a little bit more calculated in my strategy. You know, I, I don't get into bidding wars. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to just keep outbidding the person next to me. Um, the numbers have to make sense. And I think that um, we've got to just be very cognizant and careful of making sure that we don't just get so caught up in, um, I have to get this, you know, I have to get this deal. Um, that we've got to really sit back and make sure that the numbers work. So now's the time to just be be cautious. I'm still very much buying. I plan on adding um, probably another half a dozen to a dozen uh, buildings to my portfolio this year. But it's important to make sure that what you said earlier, to make sure that you're marketing, because now I'm in the position of choice. I have so many people sending me deals that I can say, no, don't like that one, don't like this one, but I do like this one. Um, when you only got, you know, one deal in front of you, you know, you're going to be a little bit more desperate and you might make, you know, a, a pretty a pretty poor decision because you don't have options. Right. So that's why it's important to market, especially 
you know, when, when you know, interest rates going up, we know what that does to, to real estate. You know, rates start to go up, the values of properties tend to stall. I mean, that's just, yep. you know, that's just how things work. So, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So, just a few more questions, and you can answer uh, short answers if you like. Um, what is the best book that you have read that changed your life? Probably Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Covey's book, um, Seven Habits, is probably one of my faves. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And what keeps you motivated? What keeps you, you know, driven to wake up and just take action, even on days where there, you know, you just have rough days and just things going on? You know what? I'm not so much a fan of motivation as I am discipline um, because motivation is so waning. Like you said, you know, there are some days where it's there. There are some days where it's not. Discipline is what keeps me going. So, you know, I, I focus so much of my life on trying to be a disciplined person, um, be it with my diet, be it with my workout. Um, you know, I, I figure if I can just instill discipline in most areas of my life, you know, the days that motivation doesn't kick in, I'm already running. I like that. Oh, man, I like that. Um, also, can you share... What would you say to someone that's interested in getting started in real estate and they're absolutely brand new and they, they, they want to get started? What, what, what would be your advice? Um, capital and credit. You know, you've got a lot of people who say, I can teach you how to buy properties, bad credit, no money. To, like, and, and, and maybe that may very well be the case. It's never been the case for me. Um, and, and simply because, um, you know, if, you're, if your credit's good or solid, you know, you're going to just get better terms. It's going to cost you far less money um, if you're in a position of power. So if you can, you know, if you can make sure that your, your credit's at least solid and you've got some capital, um, you know, you can, you can do some, some great things in real estate. It's much harder. I mean, I'm sure it's possible, but much harder when, you know, you have no cash and your credit's like, you know, 500 and you're just trying to make this thing work. Um, if I was a new investor getting into this, I'd be thinking, all right, how can I, how can I start my due diligence on some of the background stuff? And, and at the same time, um, it's, you know, real estate requires a lot of financial discipline. Um, yeah. If you don't have what it takes to, you know, fix some of the fundamental things like fixing your credit and, and raising some capital, it would probably probably be pretty difficult for you to have the financial discipline to manage a real estate portfolio. So I think if you can start there and make sure that you can at least tackle some of those things on a fundamental level once you get to bigger picture, I think you'll be in a much better position um, having already worked out some of the other smaller financial fundamentals. Excellent advice. Excellent advice. And with that, I'm going to leave it because I we can go on and on. This, is, this has been a fantastic interview, and I'm definitely going to have you back. Um, so um, how can people reach out to you? If they want to, you know, connect with you and contact you, send you deals, whatever, how can they reach you? Always social media. I'm Instagram more than, um, more than Facebook, so you can find me on Instagram um, at Aisha Selden, my first and last name. That's A-Y-E-S-H-A-S. E-L-D-E-N, uh, and I'm on social media quite a bit, and I respond to, to DMs and emails that I get through social media um, as quickly as I can, so that's the best way to find me. Fantastic. Aisha, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I hope to definitely connect with you on some other things here in the near future. Um, again, yep. I appreciate the time. Extremely valuable interview, and guys, you know, go back and listen to this again. Share it. 
um, and she shared some fantastic you know, information. So, again, Aisha, thank you so much, everybody. As always, now it's time to go do what? It's time to go take action. Take care. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.